Welcome back to the Sideshow with Michelle and Justin. Yeah. 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 I got to have this always queued up. <laughs> uh, but, oh, they're on the same thing. Now I got to oh. put this on my 360. I got to put our intro on my 360 machine so that I can always have. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. You can feel the anticipation. <laughs> Oh, how how have you been, uh, Miss Michelle? Anything exciting happen in the last uh, few weeks since we have last been together? Not much. Although I did throw a birthday party for my husband, which we'll talk about in our next podcast. Okay, we're gonna we're yeah, gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna pin that. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna put it in there. the parking lot. Yeah, you were there. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shift that aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you want to discuss in this very instant? I just wanted oh. to check in, make sure you people care. People yeah, they want to no, make sure Michelle Cube is good. Everything's good. I'm dealing with some stuff with my father-in-law right now oh. where we're just trying to. Okay. Just a quick thing. <laughs> my husband has a sister uh-huh. and, and their father is still alive. Their mother died five years ago, six years ago. Wow. It's been six years already. Um, and so there's my father-in-law is living in an assisted living facility. Um, and there is some tension between my husband and his sister just over dealing with not only that, but dealing yeah. with trying to sell the house and getting it clean. It's not out. nothing is fun in these situations. No, yeah. so I'm trying to kind of be this intermediary, keep everybody happy, and I'm hoping that that this will resolve itself in the next few weeks because I think the biggest tension of everything is the fact that he still has his home, mm. but he's still living in the he's living in this facility. So there's a lot of expenses. So if we get the house sold, then there'll be a nice big chunk of money that, you know, we don't have to worry about. He'll be taken care of for a very long time. It's just the process of getting it done, yeah. especially when there's a lot of stuff. Yes. And we cleaned out the house, but we have a bunch of stuff that we want to do in a garage sale. So I'm trying to do a garage sale coming up soon. So hopefully once that's done and then the house is clear they could put it up for sale and then once that's sold i'm hoping that that tension between them will it does dissolve itself because i went through this literally a a year ago right it's about my 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 father-in-law passed away and there wasn't enough money for my mother-in-law to stay in the house and she had a garage of (laughs) i put it it was a 18 foot long by I think 10 feet tall and eight feet wide. Right. I'm not quick enough at math to figure out the cubic feet, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's about 1500 cubic feet. I don't, I don't know. Right. Don't, don't, don't check my math. Just understand. <laughs> it was big. It's a lot. It's a lot of a stuff. A lot of room. And I took a three bedroom, two bath house. Mm-hmm. And in one weekend, yeah. I took two, uh, we took, probably two or three 20 foot box van trips oh, to Lord. donate stuff because we, right. had, we didn't have time for a garage sale. Right. And then the rest of it went in that dumpster and I filled that thing to the yeah. brim. Well, yeah, this is a similar situation. My father-in-law saves everything. Yes. He used to work in the racing industry. He used to write for racing magazines. He used to go to the Indy 500 every year. And, and it's all pre-digital. So everything, yeah. yes. So everything, there's pictures yeah. and there's stuff everywhere and you just don't Ugh. know. You have to... The the hard part is trying to decide what you're going to yes. keep and what you're going to sell, what you're going to try to sell. And he was a collector, I would say, on the verge of hoarder, but not like a filthy hoarder. Just yeah. like there's just a ton of stuff. Yeah. And so there was a lot of stuff where I just had to go through and just say, that stuff you can throw away. <laughs> this stuff is the stuff we got to go through. That stuff you can donate. You can get rid of whatever. And it's just a process of doing that that is cathartic, but it's a pain in the neck. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. And he doesn't live in a very big place now where we can bring a bunch of stuff because we just don't have the room. Yeah, for we it. had to move her from, a, I think it was 1,500 square feet into 600. Yeah, it's not In easy. a weekend. It's rough. Yeah. And, and now, but here's the thing. Within a couple months, everybody everything dissipates. Yes. Everybody chills out, it seems. I'm hoping that that will happen. It might be different for you because everybody seems to be closer you know what I mean? Mine yeah, are 400 miles away, but I think everybody yeah. kind of just Everybody's chills out. Everybody's close, but there's a lot of family history and there's a yeah. lot of stuff going on. And, and it's, it's intense like, calorie. Moving sucks yeah. no matter what, but no when you're moving what. someone else and it's not you, it's even right. worse. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of, so anyway, that's yeah. just the stuff I've been up to. Good times. But I wanted to talk this week a little bit about, I don't know if you saw it. I did not see this. The All-Star Game, the no. NBA All-Star Game this past weekend. I don't normally. I hate. I hate basketball. I don't like basketball. Not. I'm not a fan of it. It goes on. The season goes on way too long, as far as I'm concerned. It's interesting to it's hate too, basketball. I just. I like some of the basketball players, 
you know, um, but I just don't like the game. It's not one of those games I sit and enjoy watching. I can watch baseball. I can watch football. Uh, but for some reason, basketball bugs me. And I think it's because the, the season is so freaking long. Yeah. And then you have the March Madness stuff with the college stuff. And then that just gets annoying to me. It's just a That's lot. my problem with baseball. Too many games. There's a lot of games in baseball, I like football. Too. It's simple to the point. Concentrated. Exactly. 16 right. weeks. And then yeah. you're done. Yeah. So anyway, the NBA All-Star Game, uh, I just happened to have it on because it was on that channel. And I was doing stuff around the house. And I was treated. <laughs> That's a word. To the following that I heard, and I'm sure many of you heard, um, to uh, Fergie, who sang the uh, national anthem, and uh, here here it is. Let's just hear how it starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Uh-oh. Can you see? Okay, we're good. By the dawn's early light, what's so proudly wait? Now, I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm going to interrupt this, but I feel like what she's going for is a jazz rendition, right? What what she's going for is a jazzy, sexy style. Yeah, like she's doing Santa Baby. Sort of. But the national anthem. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. You want more? Yes, keep going. All right. Uh oh! Because right now it sounds good. It's, uh, it's I, all right. Yeah, it, but but I'm but I picture her walking the court yeah. in a dress, which I don't know is entirely appropriate for the uh, national anthem. But go ahead. You can't. But if you're Fergie, you can't not be sexy. It's a burden that I am well uh, familiar with. You know what I mean? I walk <laughs> yes, through this I'm life sure. carrying the burden of the sexiness. Burden of sexy. Yeah, you you know you just put on a baseball tee <laughs> and you're but and you're accidentally disrespecting a national uh, pastime or heritage or or a symbol. I mean, it's it's unintentional. You're my my sexy cup overfloweth is my point. All right, let's see. This is when it really gets good. You think? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. Buckle up. That's an impressive note. That V and proof. Hold on, I want to go back to this right here because it's, it's she's singing uh, "Happy Birthday, Mr. President," That's but it's the it. national anthem, right? Exactly. Oh, hello, stars and stripes. Some people liked it. Impressive. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Fergie. Yes, let's play some basketball. Thank you, Fergie. Now, please feel free to replace your hats on your head. Or place them on your crotch, because the National Anthem has just given you some solid wood, my friend. Now, listen. Yes. I am a fan of Fergie. I like her. Yeah. She is very talented, and she can, she could, if she would have just sang this song normally, without the backing jazz vocal, she would have knocked it right out of the park. She can hit those notes. Yeah. If she didn't 
fuck with it. She tried to stylize it. <laughs> she tried to stylize yeah. it, and it didn't work. What she was trying to do, some people think, is she was trying to emulate Marvin Gaye's uh, version of oh. the national anthem from the 83 um, All-Star Game. But you're not Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're Fergie, but you're not Marvin Gaye. It's a very Ironic different thing. you want to get it on with patriotism, though. It's a very, it was a very different thing. And she was slammed for this. Like, all over social media, she was slammed for it. The players during the game were liking tweets of people slamming Fergie for the national anthem. And I felt kind of bad for her during today. The, how do you got time to like tweets during a game? They got their phones on the sidelines. It's the all-star they're just, game. They they're just care. fucking around. It's they like the Pro Bowl, yeah. Exactly. So she um, she was getting slammed mercilessly. I mean, everywhere. If you looked on, on Twitter, everywhere, they were just slamming her. And she, in, a, in an interview with TMZ Sports today, she said, I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. And last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA. I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love the country and I honestly tried my best. That's a wink. You got a wink at the end of that. Exactly. It was just, I don't, (laughs) she was trying to have her Whitney moment. Like Whitney Houston, when she sang the national anthem, just, you know, when she sang it, blew it out of the park. But to your point, Whitney, if, if unless I'm misremembering, she didn't change it. She didn't she change just, it. And she, she just nailed it. She just nailed it. She just sang her ass off. And sweated yes. the whole thing. Yes. And just, just completely nailed it. That gave you chills. And you're right. I feel like I feel like Fergie, who is probably more known as a pop diva, right? Then, and and I think vocally, she can she could come close to singing like a, a Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. where you just got you've got pipes to belt, right? But we don't know that about she her. has a unique voice yeah. that if she would have just concentrated, it's a on, little sultry on too. Actual, yeah, that's a good yeah, point on on the actual performance of just the song, she would have nailed it. Like Lady Gaga when she sang it for the Super mm. Bowl. She didn't. Now she's you know a pop diva and tries all kinds of weird stuff, right? She didn't fuck with the national anthem. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just, that's what bothered me about it because I thought this girl can sing and she just totally screwed herself. And they, I think it was um, Deadspin. Uh, Deadspin magazine uh, had some uh, video of her practicing it this way, and it was going very badly in practice. Mm. So why would you do it? So why you, would you do it? Do you think cuz here's the thing, I think if you're a creative person, right? You want to try to you want to try to do something different. Right. Like you like she said, I want to push the envelope, I want to try uh do you think this is a matter of you have a lot of people who are under your employ around you who are like yes. Sounds great, Mrs. Fergie. Oh, it's really? perfect. Oh Sounds my gosh. So good. Nailing it. Yeah, Nailed absolutely. it again. She, nobody, nobody had the guts to stand up to her in in the practice sessions when she when it was sounding terrible to say, you know what, just sing it straight, yeah, <laughs> and you'll be good. Yeah. So I feel bad because I like her, but I'm I'm I listen and it's to this a, and I'm like, oh it's a my rough God. position to be in to sing the national anthem because it's, yeah, it's all you can do is nail it and make people happy. You either right? nail it or you fuck it up. Right. That's Those are the two choices when it comes to the national yeah, It's anthem. very hard to go middle of the road. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's, anyway. uh, so it's interesting because it's like, how do you how do you get people to sing it? You know what I mean. Right. Like we gotta we we have to go to just winners of America's Got Talent. Exactly. Only just sing it and oh. sing it straight and don't screw it up. By the way, if next year we get Terry Fader in there with a puppet oh, to get up there, there and go. sing a national anthem without moving his lips, come on! <laughs> I'd let and he could put the puppet in whatever risque dress he wants. <laughs> he goes nuts with that thing. Oh my God! So anyway, I had to talk about that. That's great. No, I'm I'm glad you. If for nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Because here's the thing. Even this, uh, I think this moment right here. To hold that. And the, yeah, and you can tell, yeah, people are impressed. Like, they're right. like, oh, yeah, get she, it. She hits some decent notes throughout that whole thing. Yeah, but when you, you do yeah. kind of, it takes you out of it. Look, I want to whisper it to Yeah. You. That's, Take off my clothes. I want to. I'm going to get wildly inappropriate, but that to me says right here is I want to blow Uncle Sam. Yeah, exactly. Don't do yeah. it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I just had to talk about that. Um, we're we were talking about the the Olympics are going on right yes. now, and they're going to be over. You know, tw- I think tw- at the end of this week, I think Sunday night, I think is the closing ceremonies. 
But the happening right now in uh, Pyeongchang, which is the right way to say it, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Everybody's saying Pyeongchang. It's Pyeongchang. How did you? How did you? According to my South Korean friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're all saying it wrong. I NBC's like, fucking I, it up. I, like I just like that phrase. I want that to be a sitcom. My yeah. South Korean friends. My South Korean friends. I didn't know you rolled in South Korean circles. I, well, I live in a largely yeah, Asian yeah. community, which is which is filled with a lot of Chinese, a lot of Vietnamese, and a lot of Koreans, and and that's where. Yeah, that's where. All right, that's why. Well, I had a I had a question because this yes. I never was I athletic. I was never athletic Wait, in any way. You didn't. Do, you didn't play football in high school. I played football. I didn't say I was good at it. Oh, uh, the Did whole you play anything else? Did you track and field? No. The only thing, the only sport I ever wanted to play was football, and I was the smallest kid on the team mm-hmm. and second string outside linebacker. Now, to those that are you that, that are means listening, they never put you on the field. Correct. Sports <laughs> challenge. Did Every they, once in a while, when your team is like thirty points ahead, which never happened because I played you, at Modesto <laughs> at Byer High School, they'll put you out on the field. Never for happened. Play. Never. I went from a guy who discovered his love of football by about the age 10. So I played Pop Warner football for a couple years in junior high. But I was so skinny uh, that they had a thing called an older lighter. So you could play JV Pop Warner football. <laughs> uh, but you the 13 was the cutoff. You had to go up to the varsity team. Right. But I was so skinny that they could keep me on the JV team because I weighed less than 100 pounds. And I was the only <laughs> one on the team that did not have to run around and do laps wearing a garbage bag to sweat off the weight. Like they were literally like, Worsh, why don't you eat some potatoes and some steak? Here's a burger. Because I was 88 pounds wet when I was oh, wow. 13 years old. So anyway, I, so I move into high school and now I'm playing the, I'm playing with the big boys, man. I'm on the right. freshman foot or no. Yeah. This is freshman year. Did freshman. you bulk up in high school? Yes. But I'm more fatted up than I did uh, muscle up. <laughs> I had this weird thing where I would get, I would get chunky I was always real skinny, and then I would get chunky, and then I'd hit a growth spurt, and that would make me skinny again. Right. Uh, it was like I was storing fat for the winter growth. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, point is, is that I got really slow. I used to be pretty quick, and I would play defensive back, and I would start. I was good in mm-hmm. for junior high, but when I got into high school, no bueno. No good for Justin. Yeah. And I remember there was a guy who started, and he skipped practice. Mm-hmm. And so I got put in oh, no. because he cut practice. Oh, and I was like, no. oh, I'm going to play. And we had this kid, Kirk Nelson, uh, he was, I think he was seven foot four right. in high, and this is freshman year in high school and he played tight end. And so if you don't know outside linebacker, my job was to contain the sweep or to cover the tight end in a passing situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were running a lot of sweeps and our fullback who was the lead blocker on this sweep that I would try to, I had to contain, I had to get to the outside and make the running back cut back in. Uh-huh. And in order to do that, I had to get around and take either get to the running back or eat the block from Tim Schneider, who was our middle linebacker and fullback. Like he was our starting middle linebacker and fullback. So I'm running around to, to contain the edge and I would just get leveled. I'm just, <laughs> but I was all right with it. I was, right. I got it. Cause I'm like, I'm going to play. Right. And it had already gotten to the point where my, even my parents were coming to the football games oh, because no. they knew I was never going to play. Oh. So I remember being excited. Cause I'm like, I'm actually going to play in a game. We were a losing team. So I didn't feel like I was letting anybody down. I'm walking back to the locker room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel McGee was this kid's name, uh, and he was talking to Coach Severe, Doug Severe, and he he said, I hear the coach say to him, he's like, McGee, what are you doing to me, man? You can't cut practice. He goes, "What? Are you, you're putting me in a weird situation. Did you see that kid out there, Worsham? I can't play that kid. He'll get killed. I got to put Worsham in when you don't show up. Yeah, he goes, you saw that guy out there. He got murdered today <laughs> in practice. I can't put him in a real game. Meanwhile, you're like, hey, Coach, that was a great game, right? Yeah, and he didn't, poor guy didn't know I was five feet behind him. <laughs> I mean, in, in this so defense, Coach Severe was the stereotypical like uh, high school football. Oh yeah, he was he was five Small feet around town high school. Yes, football. his his circumference his yeah. circumference was probably six feet. But anyway, so anyway, I heard I was and I remember kind of being like all of a sudden. Uh, let's see if I even have. All of a sudden, it was I started walking back oh, to the, the locker Charlie room. Brown yeah, I was like, oh, I guess Head down. Uh, yeah, I guess I won't. And I it's so funny how I'm wired because my first thought was, what am I good at? besides what do I, I I thought I was pretty good at football. Now, obviously I'm not. And I go, well, the only thing I've ever been good at is uh, making people laugh. And so I was like, well, what think? And I thought I'll get into theater. I'll take drama. And you killed. And that's when I became a theater nerd. Oh yeah. I killed crush. Not only did I crush my roles, but I crushed some tail. There you go. That's what nobody ever thinks. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, But, but I got to tell you, nobody ever thinks that the drama guys 
get oh, laid, and they know, get laid all the all time. the time. They, they, here's what I'm going to create. I'm going to create a diabolical combo of my sons being hopefully funny, fingers right. crossed, mm-hmm. and they're taking hip hop dance class, so there they'll be able go. to move. So that's and I, all they need. And I've said this to my wife, and it made her feel very uncomfortable. Where she was like, "I got to tell you." Uh, both of these Jack, it started with Jack, the younger one, who at the time was four when he first started taking, maybe five when he started taking hip hop and tap. Mm-hmm. And he had a, he's got, he's got his mother's rhythm. Let's put it that way. And, uh, I, she goes, I think he's kind of, he's good at this. And I said, yeah, this kid is going to crush so much. And kale. by the time he gets to be old enough, he'll be able to, to be in magic Mike live in Vegas. That's right. What if he was? <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Oh, from, They're going to need your new mouth guys, to God's ears. Right? Exactly. For him to be just, oh, come on. Got to start sending the videos to Chan. I like the idea of eating these words in about 20 years. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? We're, in 20 years from now, I'm, we're still doing this show, and I'm like sitting there going, uh, by the way, they're a sponsor now on the show. Uh, you know, Magic Mike Live. Magic Mike Live. Come see my son. See my son. He's featured dancer this weekend because he's off of his Magic Mike Live tour. Uh, oh, my God. So we brought this whole thing up. I'm sorry. We were yeah. talking, no, I like it because we were talking about the Olympics. So you were thinking. because well, If there was an Olympic event mm-hmm. for any of us, and people uh, can send this in on our Facebook page too, uh, facebook.com slash sideshow. Wait, Justin and Michelle sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh you can. What would be your event that you would guarantee a gold, Michelle Cube? That you, I would guarantee. Yeah. So a gold? if you were to participate, if we could create an Olympic event just for me, just for you, that you would crush. You okay. would just be like gold all the way around. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were asking just in general because I thought if you okay, if you, we'll go if in you general ask first. just in general, like what event we could add to the Olympics that that the U.S. would crush at? Oh, the U.S. I would say I would say pole dancing. <laughs> But if you're asking me, I feel like it would be competitive eating. I feel like we could really. I totally. Jo- I, if if you were creating an event for me, if you <laughs> if you created a spaghetti eating event, I could totally win. I would win gold every single time. Really? I could eat so. I could eat a lot of spaghetti. Really? In sitting. That's interesting. It's very. Interesting. I did not know this about you. Yeah, I have to stay away from it. I have to purposely not buy it because when I cook it, I can't leave it. I can't leave it sitting in the fridge. I just can't. Now, is it the is it the gravy? I know not to call it sauce when I'm thank in your you. presence. Very, thank you. Is very it much. the gravy? Break it down for a second. What's the difference between sauce and gravy? Okay, <laughs> red sauce is sauce is is spaghetti sauce, quote uh-huh. unquote, without meat. I like call this. it red sauce. <laughs> That's so condescending when you. But say when it. you have it, when you have meat in it, meatballs, sausage, whatever pork, you put whatever, in there. It's called gravy. My bad. All right. Yeah. I have now, a whole book called Gravy Wars. We'll go through it one is, day. Uh, is it gravy, is uh, is it the gravy that you like or is it the noodles? It's both. It's, it's the combination it's because combination. I'm on this, uh, the essentially the next advanced medicine diet, right? It's mm-hmm. very restricted and um, not restricted in the sense that I can't eat anything. It's actually, it's actually been really nice, but... One of the things that they want you to stay away from is pasta. Of so course. what I do Every is I diet wants you to stay away from right. carbs. I do a I do a a, a spiraled zucchini, mm-hmm, and then I good. season it with salt and pepper and Italian mm-hmm. seasoning, and I just saute it a little bit just to bring it up the heat a little, yep. so you still got a little crunch. That Would almost that be enough? works as well. All right, yeah, almost because I did that last week because I've been trying not to eat so much pasta because yeah. that's my downfall in any kind of whenever I'm trying to lose weight or anything, this is my downfall. So what I've been doing lately is spiraling zucchini oh, and doing so half the pasta, you know, a little bit of regular pasta and the spiraled zucchini together mm-hmm. so that I still have that taste until I can totally wean myself off the pasta. That would be the one event for me. What would so be the my, event for you? Ooh, if I was to really, really like, I think it would be yelling. I think oh. it would be because I'm, I'm a pretty solid a yeller at my kids. Uh-huh. Uh, I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of, and it's because I can yell, I think to a point where it's doesn't, it's not abusive, which I think is part of the art form of my yelling. Mm-hmm. It's funny yelling. Yeah. Almost. It's comedic yelling. Yeah. Well, and I want, I'm curious. It's interesting. I, I wonder if when my kids, cause now it's kind of fearful, there's a little bit of fear, but not so much where I think it's abusive, but right. I wonder if when they get older that they're going to be like, yeah, that's just yelling. Like it becomes white noise to right, a certain exactly. extent. I think it already is there, Probably. but uh, I would say. I would say it would be uh, it would be yelling. I'm trying to. I like pole dancing. I wouldn't be good at pole dancing, but I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, I wouldn't of, be good at pole dancing either. But I think that although we might get beat by the Russians or the Ukrainians for that. You, oh, because they can, because like all the, the great dancers. Skating. Like if you ever look at all the great dancers at strip clubs, they're usually Russian or they're yeah they're some how kind did of you exotic become a strip club expert. I used to go. to And strip how is clubs. it that I get emasculated even on this show? I used to where go to you're strip the clubs. I used to go to strip club. I, 
I can't even be the douchey guy who knows what it, what Cinnamon is doing down at the Spearmint <laughs> Rhino. You got to be more of an authority on this? No, I'm just saying in my experience. In my experience. How many times have you been to a strip club, Michelle? I, at least a dozen. A dozen? Yeah, including one time, once or twice with my husband. Ask me how many times I've been to a strip club. How many times have you been to a strip Three club? Three times, you jerk. You've been to it four <laughs> times more than me in a, in a lifetime. <laughs> In a lifetime. I can't explain it. I can break. appreciate a nice looking woman. But, well, that, wants but, to dance for me. Did you go with your husband too? I did twice. I went with him twice. There were 10 times you went just by yourself? Yeah, or these were was, other guys you were dating? No, that was when I was in college and yeah, with the other boyfriends and stuff. It used to just be a thing that we used to do with a bunch of I'm guy like friends how, and a couple of girls. I'm so, I wish, I want you to know this. <laughs> I'm so angry about how flippant you are with this. It's not. I am un. I just want you to know, because I think it's important for yours and my friendship mm-hmm. that we have honesty and transparency. Okay. I am angry <laughs> and frustrated with your flippancy. Like, like it's just a thing we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get so. Maybe we'll talk about this at another time, or maybe we talk about it when we come back. I get so uncomfortable at strip clubs. Really? They're very, and it's very. Well, depend, yeah, depending on which ones you go to, there some of them are very sad. Remind me. Lots of them are very sad, I should say. Remind me what we're talking about when we come back from this uh, commercial. Oh, we're going to talk. I was going to do. It's called uh, W.I.J.D. W.I.J.D. All right. right, Then maybe we'll save it for another time to talk about. We'll we'll write it down. We'll save it for another. All right. Okay. We'll be back right after these messages. to be the most stereotypical male stripping song. song. Yeah. Was this this wasn't in the magic one? No, show. I was hoping it would oh, really? be, but it wasn't. Oh. No. Uh Weather Although Girls Raining Men. They did do something with water. I bet they did. Yeah, it was awesome. Flash dance ass. It was so awesome. I bet they were using their coffee stirs or something. Uh by the way, if you haven't seen the Weather Girls It's Raining Men video, definitely worth checking it out. They're it's hilarious. Very, yeah, it's oh, good times. Fun. It's a fun campy song. Alright, so this so, is W yeah. I W W I J D and okay. here's this is what so, so you understand what that means. Yeah, I I come <laughs> into um we do this podcast at uh, Justin's house. Yeah. And he's got a little studio here and so he's always, he's told me, you know, when you get here, just come in the back gate and you could just, you know. So I walk in and I well first of all, the first one of the first podcasts we did, I walked back here and they were tearing something down like Yeah, half they're building a block a away. school. Yeah, they're building yeah. <laughs> And then so I walk in today and I look in the backyard and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And uh, apparently Justin's got a project going on and he did a little video the other day, which he called like dumb dad project. And so I wanted to know what was going on. So W.I.J.D. is what is Justin doing? Yeah. So uh, I do I do these dumb things. It started with a Lego table. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are photos of this on the dad podcast, which is my other podcast on the Instagram and on the Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash dad podcast or at dad podcast on Instagram. I built, so my, my kids were, they started getting into Legos and then, so we're buying up a ton of Legos and then it was occupying my entire dining room table. Stepping on them. Yep. So, no, I haven't done that yet <laughs> I, because it's now it's become part of the parenting lore. It's one of the few things that is right. covered before you have children. It's like, watch out for Legos because they're parental landmines. So anyway, I go to, um, I, 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 I'm going to build a table for them. And I heard about, you can get these sheets. And I saw you could buy a Lego table for about 250 bucks on Amazon. But it's small because it's meant for smaller kids. And you saw it online. You went, I could build that. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man and I will build I my. I could do stuff. I, can, I, I got a table saw. <laughs> I got a tool belt. I'm going to build my kids a Lego table because <laughs> I'm, I'm a man. <laughs> And I said this to my wife. I said, "Honey, I'm going to build a Lego table for these kids." I don't know. I don't know. I got a little black. I don't know if I'm being racially sensitive right now. But and she goes, "Well, why would you do that? Just buy it on Amazon." My wife. Very rarely do we get to play the stereotypical roles. I'm building. I'm getting to play the stereotypical dad role. Like I'm going to build this for the kids. She's like, "Why build? Just buy it on Amazon. It's so right. much easier. It'll be better." I'm like, "Better? How dare you?" Number one, mine will be custom. It will be bigger, uh-huh. and it'll only cost me about two hundred bucks. Right? Okay. Right. Smash cut two. I order the sheets 
and the sheets are 10 inch square. So I'm like, okay. So and that they're means, like typical Lego sheets. I don't know if it, what would be typical, but it's like a quarter of an inch thick. And it's just a sheet that literally is meant to have like a square, 10 inch square inch space that you could attach Legos to. So, so it's it, al- the, it already has the little things it's on the it. Divot so could, side up. It's basically the Lego foundation. Yes. As a table. Correcto okay. mundo. All right. So I buy, I buy 30 uh, or nine of them. Cause I'm going to make a 30 by 30 table. And I figure three of them being 10 inches across is 30 inches. That math is easy. We can all do that. Exactly. Math, right? Mm-hmm. So I start b- building the table. And my idea is I'm going to get fancy with this thing. I'm a fancy guy. So I build it so that I can inlay it. So I add a little bit of space and it's got a little lip so that it's got like a little molding right. that goes over so the, the Lego table pieces can't just roll so off. It's like sunken in. Yeah. Kind of like a pool table is a right. good way to kind of describe it. Only not as thick. It's like right. a half inch raised edge that not I put it. on this thing. So I build it all in, and it's pretty good. I'm not going to say it's amazing. Then the sheets come, because I'm like, well, I could build the table, then I just glue the sheets in, boom, done. Sheets are 10 inches, 10 and 1 16th of an inch. (laughs) So by the time you put three of them across, you're just under a quarter of an inch in length. So now I got to take a freaking quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch on both sides. Well, that's how much inlay I did. I do put a dado on this thing so it could inlay it. And oh, man. So now now it's just it's a piece of shit. So I've spent I think at that point I had spent 98 bucks. Right. For just that lumber scrapped. Now it's now it's the table that we set fireworks off. Meanwhile, your wife is sitting there going $98. dollars. Okay. Okay. Now add it gets life. better. Mm-hmm. She let's just say uh, she was right. We could just cut to the end. We all know we could all see the train coming down her tracks. So I so now I'm going to build second round table now. But I've learned I'm going right. to make the, the the frame of it stronger. I got a two by four frame. I'm going to make it a little. And I had this cool idea that the the legs would come out. It could collapse and be tucked away. Right. So I rebuild the table and it's great. It's stronger. It's better, faster. Six million dollar man, the shit out of this thing. Right. So I go and I put it together, and now I got the sheets on it. It's all great. And uh, I go to take my dado blade off on my table saw. Dado blade for anybody who is unfamiliar with the manliness of working with wood, <laughs> as we are all one to do, uh, is the blade where you put. But it's essentially stacking multiple saw blades up against each other so you right. can take a notch out. So right. it takes one blade that's probably about a 16th inch thick and you can vary the blade and you can cut a half inch notch. Mm-hmm. So that's, I tightened it too much on my table saw. So then I had the brilliant idea to loosen. I'm doing the, like I'm figuring out which way it spins. So I put the wrench that you use to loosen it and I use a clamp and some boards so I can hold the wrench and I'm going to use the motor <laughs> on the blade to, to loosen it. Mm-hmm. So I just give it a quick bump and I, and I duck down like an idiot. I'm ducking down behind the table saw because I don't want, I don't want to catch this thing in an eye socket right, exactly, and be patched for the rest of my life. And then mm-hmm. well, now I got the copay added to my wife's tally. <laughs> so I, I, I put it in there and then as soon as I hit it and let go, I realized that for some stupid reason, my, that's when my mind puts together, no lefty, loosey, righty, tidy asshole. Right. I just tightened it more. So then I'm like, well, balls, I'll figure out another day when I could get this out. So now it's time I'm going to, I'm now weeks have passed. Try to take it off. I can't get it to spin the other way. I've over tightened it. Can't get it. So then I'm like, well, I'll take the motor out. I can put it in my vice and then I can. Well, then I go to take the motor out. Well, now the, the, the power cable that comes from the switch to the motor after it gets plugged into the wall. Right. Uh-huh. That's attached. Uh-huh. So I'm like, ah, I could just take some lineman dykes and I can cut that. Right. Because <laughs> I could I could reconnect that. That's no problem. So then I've cut that. I pull it out and then I get it into my vice it takes me uh, now the whole thing, though, is still spinning on the axle and there's no way to lock it. So now I'm taking the motor apart. It's electric motor. And I pull that out. Once I get the axle out, it takes me 30 seconds. No exaggeration. 30 seconds. I've got the nut loosened. Dado blades are off. And I go to put the motor back together. Now, all I have to do is get the axle back in, get the bushings in there and get it connected. And then I reconnect it with some either wire nuts or even some electrical tape. Very simple. And I got my table saw back. Right. Right. It's about a $500 table saw, mm-hmm. maybe 400 mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't get the axle mm-hmm. back in because as anybody who's done this before knows anything about electric motors, there's a spring in right. the back end that pushes the magnets out for the electric motor, and I can't get them to collapse to go back into the tinier hole. So I've just ruined a 400 maybe $500 table saw. table saw to build a... a add that? Yeah, add that to the tally. 500. So all told, it was about a $600, <laughs> $700 Maybe seven thirty. I don't. I don't keep exact. Tabs. So that was like a, one of the first big projects. That That's you did. yes. Okay, and now so now you have this new project. This new apparently. project I'm working on, and this is was the genesis of why I call it the dumb dad project because I spent all this money and time. It took uh-huh. me. 
two weeks to build this Lego table. Right. Uh, and one time, my wife has a picture of me that she put a, a, a filter on. I look so, oh my God, it's so sexy. If it's you like- want to. I'm in the tool. I've got the tool bags and it's 108 degrees outside. Right. And I'm like, I'm making this fucking table for my kids because I love them. Right. And I made a video that's also up there of me, the kids playing their high definition television video games. And then me showing them the table that they look, they go, oh, that's cool. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. So go back to play. Video yes. So they've been talking about we've been talking about how I wanted to build a tree house for mm-hmm. the kids. And the tree, we have a eucalyptus tree, which doesn't take to screws. I've talked to KFI's Dean Sharp about this very thing. Right. He's built some pretty expansive uh, tree houses and stuff. But anyway, so my idea is I'm going to put on stilts at the back end of my backyard, five and a half feet up off the ground, Mm -hmm. and then another, probably build another five foot to six foot tall structure on top of that. So there'll be a deck. Mm -hmm. And then from the ladder that goes up to get on this deck into the the fort, I can't call it a tree house, there'll be a zip line that comes across (laughs) my backyard into another tree. And and I'm angling it so that we put up a temporary pool in the summer so that the zip line will go right over the pool. And they could drop drop into into the the pool. pool. Yeah, because evidently I feel like I'm not taking advantage of my health insurance enough. Now, if they drop into the pool at a rate of speed that is fast enough, they could just take out the whole side of the pool and flood the whole yard. Or, or (laughs) they could do the, uh, like they could catch the edge and do the outstretched legs or rip the vinyl of the pool and then flood my backyard with 10,000 gallons of chlorinated water. Okay. It's a 10 foot wide pool in in circumference, or diameter, right? Right. And it's about four feet deep mm-hmm. is what this, it's a big circle mm-hmm. that I put in the backyard. And I, I hope four feet is enough for them. They're, they're only going to drop about two to three feet. Yeah. I don't know how fast they'll be cooking on this thing, but it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be fun. It's and this be is what something I, for boys and something fun. Yes. And they will probably spend an hour doing it and then it'll be, they'll lose. How it long PM. do you anticipate it's going to take you to build this? Cause you're starting now. You're hoping I it'll started be done by last summer. weekend. So I'm a weekend. I've okay. dug six support posts and then you cemented them. Cemented them in the kids helped me pour the cement okay. and then add the water and then now i've backfilled them and now the next step is to cut the posts all at a level height i've got them all marked so mm-hmm. next weekend i will cut them and then i will start putting the deck above that got it and uh and then so I'll you go anticipate to be done before before summer. summer now the biggest reason why i'm doing this now is because i said this two years ago i would do this is my i had the plan <laughs> and my stupid stupid wife Reminded. Said, no, she, I said, well, eventually I'm gonna, I did the guy thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to build a zip line. It's going to go across here and the kids can make a fall in the pool. Mm-hmm. And then my wife has to be a jerk. <laughs> It'd be different. I'm a good guy. And she's got to shit on me and say in front of my friends. It's different when it's just us. But in front of my friends, she's got to be like, she's going to be like, oh, is this the same tree house you said you built last year? Oh, now there's a challenge. And I said, well, so, like I, I yelled at her. I go, well, we finances were not OK for me to dump because I don't know how much this thing is going to cost. Right. So then she and obviously I didn't do it. So then the next year came around and she gave she made another comment. And so now it's it's the and now finances are at least OK. So I'm going to go make it happen. <laughs> gonna make it happen i'm gonna do it comment i don't like how much you're laughing no i because <laughs> listen i i can speak from experience uh because my father did something for me when i was a kid and kids bottom line kids don't appreciate it no they can't they, they, they'll appreciate it once or twice and then they'll be done with it they lack perspective they do they lack perspective so i was i was gonna tell you because the story and it's it's not as you know opulent as as things that you did you know my dad liked to do a lot. To be of fair things. to me, they're not. It's not done. This whole thing it's could an, collapse on my children. It could. It could. <laughs> Probably and, will. I'm not. And my father did build a deck for our outside pool. Which and your was, father's job was building planes, right? Like he was. Well, he was an engineer. He yeah. he, t- he did the uh, fail tests for planes. I tell dick jokes for a living. Let's see how good I build stuff. <laughs> so when uh, it, which it, but this is coincidental because this week, uh, the end of this week is the fourth anniversary of my dad passing away, mm. and this is a story that I told when I gave the eulogy for my dad because I was looking for something that would kind of make me laugh. But in reality, it, well, it didn't make me laugh. It made a lot of people laugh, but it, um, it just reminded me what Dick's kids could be <laughs> because, and I thought to myself, cause you don't feel bad about stuff that no. you don't appreciate until yeah. much later. And sometimes you don't really feel bad about it until you know, your parents are gone. Yeah, it's too um, late. It, I didn't feel bad about this until, you know, my mom said something to me, and I'm sure I felt felt bad about it, it was fairly soon after I was given this item, which I'll tell you. Um, but then I didn't really feel bad about it again until we were, until maybe 10 years later when we were getting ready to move. And I'll explain why. So I think I was 
six years old, and all I wanted for Christmas one year was a, uh, a like one of those Fisher Price kitchen sets, you know, where the plastic refrigerator with the plastic food. Well, I think and, I might have heard this over lunch. I love this story. Plastic, yes. you know, uh, like little range, yeah. and it was all the same. Like back then, it was like beige colored play, no colored plastic with brightly colored things, and you have yeah. a refrigerator, and you open it, and the little light goes on, and all this stuff. So, and it had like little uh, burners and things like that. So that's all I wanted for Christmas. And how old were you? I think it was six. Okay. And it was the only thing I put on my Christmas list. Literally put nothing else on my Christmas list that year because all my friends had one of these sets and I wanted one because I would go to their house and that's all I would want to play with and yeah. all that stuff. So my, on Christmas morning, I woke up and I ran out into the, with anticipation that you have when you're only six years old, you know, you wake up before everybody else and you run out into where the tree is. And I saw something covered and, you know, but it was big. It was big. And Uh-oh. I thought this is great. And so I figured this is, this is it. This is what I asked for. And I ripped all the paper off of it. My parents and my dad sitting there with the anticipation sitting there. And I, Ripped it all off, and I see a kitchen set that was homemade, and it was it was a refrigerator with doors that opened, the light that went on, with shelves. Uh oh! And it was a stove with t- with burners that were lined with black electrical tape with a little X and little. Um, knobs and a little oven that opened and a little cabinet above, you know, but it was all, it was made out of wood mm-hmm. and bla- um, brown contact paper and black electrical tape. And it was built very well. Yeah. But I took one look at it and I burst into tears <gasps> and I just started doing the kid thing where you just whine this. No, I want my friends. That's not what I wanted. Your poor dad is. My poor dad was crushed. <laughs> right. And now, he hold on. Did, gone... he, did you ever as an adult have this conversation? Did he actually admit to being hurt? Yes. Okay. Yes. I did have this conversation with him as an adult. He remembered that I hurt his feelings. <laughs> and, and he went to the point where, like I said, if you open the little the fridge, there was a light, like I said, that went uh-huh. on. Little light that went Which on. Didn't, that Fisher Price thing, I bet, didn't have that. No, well, it they did, but you had to plug it in. Yeah. I don't know what he did. He had like a little battery. Set oh, up, his whatever. didn't. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a, that's wow. So it, it, when you opened the fridge, it had shelves in it, and he had taken, um, you know, uh, like cans and and uh, and the little egg containers, and you know, saved them so that he had stuff in the fridge and in the little cabinet above the. The stove, it was like he had old cans from canned food that we had eaten. Somehow he put the lids back on and like glued them back on so that they were just empty cans, but they were in there, right? And he had little utensils and everything. So I was crushed and I was so upset and I was so just angry because it didn't look like what my friends did. And I remember, you know, my dad, like, like I said, was crushed. And my mom pulled me aside into the kitchen. You don't want to be pulled aside away well, from everybody meeting, yeah. into the kitchen by the arm when you're six years old, crying hysterically. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell him, like, it's just not going to make friends. They're all going to make fun of me. Like, and it was really, really well done. But I remember my mom, like, uh, leaning down to me and saying, it doesn't look like the ones your friends have. You're right. It doesn't. This one's so much better because mm-hmm. your dad made it for you. But the, you're, you're, when you're a kid, and when you're you a kid, you don't no. appreciate that. And and at the moment, I, I was like, I felt a little bit better. And then you know, then of course it was like I didn't play with it very often. <laughs> but what was so powerful <laughs> to me was that when we moved, when we were getting ready to move from New York to California, I was mm-hmm. fifteen, so almost ten years later, we had this room. In the uh, in the basement where we had all our games and all that stuff, and way back in the back of this closet was that kitchen set. It was still down wow. there, 
Wow. And it was st- it was still in perfect condition. The yeah. door still open. Yeah, because it was well made. It was well made. And I just felt, because to me it was ugly, because it was like brown contact paper. And he'd taken just the little electrical tape and made it all little circles and little X's and knobs and stuff. He put so much time and effort into it, and I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it. And I remember having a conversation with him about it years, years later. And I was like, man, I was a jerk. And he goes, you know, he goes, I we put I put a lot of work into that. And, yeah, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes you don't appreciate stuff like that. But, hey, it was still there. It didn't fall apart. Ten years later, it was still down there. In my opinion, this is the most difficult part of, about being a parent is that, especially now, today, I don't know how your dad was. It sounds like he was pretty even-tempered about most things. My my, dad, I, let me put it to you this way. I only saw my dad angry twice in my wow. entire life. Really, really angry twice. And the first time was when we brought home our uh, puppy, Amber, (laughs) a Labrador puppy, because we had had a German shepherd that was 16 years old who died when she was 16. It was really tough on all of us. And my dad said, "No more dogs." No and you more guys dogs. did this because you were you and your sister were teenagers or something, right? My sis, I was my sister's nine years older than me, so okay. I was uh, I think I was thirteen. So my sister was she was gone. 20. Yeah, no, she was still oh, she living was there. at home. Okay, but I we really wanted another dog, you know, because every nobody wants another dog after a dog yeah. dies. Everybody goes never again, never doing it again. But eventually you do. And a friend of mine had some puppies. Uh, her dog had puppies, and we wanted one of the puppies, and so we went over there and we took her home. And my dad was so mad about it because he had such a hard time with our other dog when our other dog died. And uh, he was he just got really mad and was like screaming at my sister. And I remember taking the dog into my into my bedroom and I could hear him screaming in the backyard. And I remember my sister saying, fine, my friend will take her, but he's not going to be home for a week. So we have to keep her. And I'm thinking. (laughs) Well played, sister, because after a week, he's not going to want to get rid of her. And that's exactly what happened. what happened. After a week, he was just like, no, we can't give her now. You think you now. think your uh, your sister was chick-fooling her, her I, dad? She was. Yeah. I, I could tell you that for sure. And then the only other time I saw my dad mad was when we were getting ready to move to California, and my sister didn't want to move with us. She was 20. Yeah, so she's like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going. And my dad's like, yes, you are going. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm not going. I don't have to go. Yeah. I'm old enough not to go. And he, punched, old man. and he punched the wall and he punched a hole in, in the, the sheetrock in the sheetrock. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen, I've never, I've never seen him that mad before. That's was interesting. Only, that was the, the only two times I've ever seen him. mad. Well, what I was going to say is that you see, even for an even keeled guy like that, that the, the hard part is, is that you work so hard to give your kid a good childhood, right? right? Like, and, and it's, it's, you say work so hard, but in the, in in my case, it, I don't work hard. I don't dig ditches, or you know what I mean. Like I think your dad probably worked a lot harder than I have in my life. But the 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 downside to that is is that it you get frustrated because they don't understand, like they don't expect, they they can't pull off. You know what I'm saying? Like they they don't they don't under you can't expect them to completely understand everything that goes into it because right. they only know how good they have it exactly. Which you don't so think about anything. It's else. unfair for you to be frustrated with them, but whenever you have your kids have it good, most of what you feel is frustrated because right. you don't you all you want to say to you don't know how good you have right. it. Right. All we think about when we're that age is is just the way our life is in our tiny little circle and yep. what our friends have. Yeah. And how our stuff measures up to what our friends have and whether or not we're going to get made fun of. Yeah. Because of that, so I, mean, I look. That I look story. forward to uh, the fort being built, and for me, there's a big part of it. I'm trying to figure this out psychologically. Is that am I truly building this for my children, or am I building it to try to fill some void that I think I'm failing them as a father? And I, or no. am I trying to make myself look like a, like you know what I mean? Like did this is all subconscious. Did you have a fort when you were a kid? The only thing I had is my grandfather. My dad hung a giant rope in our backyard mm-hmm. and we had this kind of it was more like a trellis than it was a deck. My dad right. eventually turned it into a deck. But I used to hang out on this trellis a lot that I figured out a way to climb up on. But he had this rope. My dad was always big. Every kid has to have a rope. That's why I have three in my backyard because right. my dad, I was gone on the road after we bought the house and my dad took my son's to the uh, hardware store nearby and let him pick a rope that Got they could hang. And he would hang, he hung one rope. And then when the older one, the other one got old enough, he, he goes, well, I need a rope. So my dad <laughs> went and bought two more ropes to make it fair. So now we have three ropes for two kids <laughs> in the backyard. And, and it was, it's good. It's good. That, it's so stupid and so simple, but the, 
they like to swing around. So my, but my grandfather had this tree, but he built a treehouse, but he did it the redneck old school way, where it was just a bunch of round edge four by fours right. that he just screwed into, like, and not even uh-huh. level, like they were at like angles. Yeah. And he he would he built this for us, and then he just thought it was so cool that you would eat lunch in it. So he built this uh, pulley system. So you could put your lunch. He took in a it. five gallon bucket. <laughs> And he turned it upside down, cut the bottom off of it. Uh-huh. I don't know, I guess because the way the handle had to sit, but he cut the bottom of it and then screwed the handle so it would stay straight. And then you would stick a plate in there and the plate would just cover the entire, so you had to like wedge it in there. It was right. very inconvenient, but he insisted that we would eat lunch up in the That's street awesome. with a 45 degree angle while we're sitting. And That's kind of cool though. It was cool. Don't it's get me wrong. Like that. But it's funny as an adult to think back that he's like, I'm this for you. Get up there and have fun. Like that's, <laughs> that's there who, and have lunch. Hey, you're going to have a sandwich up there in that, that crooked board. But see, that's the stuff that boys like. Boys yes. like to just do Well, she, he made my cousin go up there too, and yeah. she was a girl. But, no. uh, but it, and she, I don't think she Tom liked it boyish? at all. Tomboyish? No, 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 no. Yeah. She yeah, didn't I would have like liked that when I was a kid. I was no, she was the one, she, she was the one I got to play with because my grandma babysat us a lot. And it was funny because they're very religious. My family's the only one that's not religious of, like, my grandparents are very religious and everybody else. Uh, and the girls can't cut their hair. Uh, so I was the troubled a-hole, like, cousin who would... I played Barbies, and she thought that was so funny that I want to play Barbies. Like, I like Barbies. And my uncle got way into it because there's obviously animosity between my dad and her dad. Right. And so my dad's very manly, too. He got fixed stuff. I'm a contractor. And her dad's like, I clean things. You know, that kind of dynamic. Right. And so he just thought it was so great that he got to buy my dad's son a Barbie, Barbie doll. doll. And I guess he thought I was going to love it. And I was like, well, I'd only play because... She won't play anything else. Like yeah. it's not it's only when I got no choice. Yeah, she won't play anything so I was like, else. thanks for the Barbie, but I wasn't like super stoked. But anyway, uh, but she, I used to tra- chase her around with scissors, saying I was going to send her to hell because she wasn't allowed to cut her hair. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm a good kid. Yeah, you're a good kid. Ah, uh, all right. I think uh, I think we're done. I think yeah. we did it. I think it's a it's a mission accomplished. That is. Uh, don't forget Facebook.com/slash Justin and Michelle Sideshow. Mm-hmm. Give us a like. Spread the word. Yes, right? please. Yeah, if you see it on the Twitters, if you see it on the Facebooks, Send it uh, to your friends. share it. Share it and share a like because the more people we get listening to this, the more downloads we get, uh, the more moolah we get from the, the commercials that are coming our way. It is all about fun, too. Right. We don't do any serious crap here. No. It's all fun. No. Uh, and I, fun. Follow me on Twitter at Prod Michelle, P-R-O-D, producer. That's what that means. Wait, what? Prod, P-R-O-D, not, It's not Michelle. cattle prod, Michelle? No, exactly. Oh. And uh, you can follow Princess on Instagram, who's going to be actually part of the next podcast we're going to oh, do. Oh, really? So at PGK the Chi on Instagram. And you can follow Justin on Twitter at... Yep. iPodcastJustin. Uh, you can check out my other podcast, the, the dadpodcast.com. Dad uh, there's also Gamerland if you're into video games uh, and want to talk about that. That's GamerlandPodcast.com as well. So uh, I think that's it. I don't have... Do we have a sign-off? No, I don't think so.